It is possible to transform your thinking. It is possible to transform your way of being through this inner curiosity. You know, be curious, challenge yourself, question yourself. Sometimes you're going to have to come face to face with things that, you you know, you don't want to see or you don't want to have to admit to. Hey, Curl friend, welcome to the Curl Squad's Curl Power podcast with me, your host, Zoe Fox. If you're an old school listener, big love and blessings. If you're new here, welcome. If you're wondering what the podcast is all about, it's been born from my journey as a woman who has been through some challenging times in life. The death of my boyfriend, infertility, IVF, abusive relationship, suicidal thoughts, generalised anxiety disorder, agoraphobia. I think it's safe to say I was in a pretty bad way over a decade ago. I was not exactly what you would say living my best life. But I've been putting in the work over the last 10 years into my mindset, into challenging outdated thinking patterns and really just setting out on a mission to see what's possible and just how good life can get once I became conscious of the things that were holding me back. So I went into university as a mature student after working through some of my emotional issues. I went on to study counselling, which gave me a huge insight into human psychology, which was actually a really healing exercise. I learned a lot of stuff and I've been on this hardcore mission of like dedicated personal development since then. So now I've learned a few things. I'm on a real mission to see how many women I can bring with me. I know I'm not the only one who's been through some stuff in life. I know there's a lot of women out there that are feeling as though they're not really fulfilling their potential. You know, there's women out there that have got a sense that life could be better. And so in these episodes of the podcast, I just like to share some of my life experience, but also some of the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way that have really helped me to hack my mindset, tune into my potential and have me more connected to my powerful heart led intuition than I've ever been before. And what's the fun in getting all the knowledge if you're just then going to keep it to yourself? So that's what the podcast is for. It's just to help provoke thought amongst women. And I know that there's guys out there that are listening to the podcast as well. And big love and respect to you. I know I don't address you directly, but I appreciate that you're here. And I appreciate that you value that this space is is dedicated to the sisters. But it means a lot that you're able to take something from it as well. Because at the end of the day, I think the message is universal. You know, we're all humans. We're all striving to do better, want to do better. So I hope in these episodes that I might perhaps provoke some thought or help you to consider alternative ways of thinking. Sometimes I think we just need somebody to show us alternative ways of being when we've been so used to being stuck in our ways it's hard to see any alternative so sometimes you do need someone just to shine that little light on something that perhaps you've overlooked but yeah I use my stories to help share my examples but this isn't about me this is about you it's about you connecting to your highest self it's about you becoming the version of yourself that you know is in there waiting to come out So with that said, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the powerful daily habits that I've used that have helped me continually deepen my connection with myself, finally tune my connection with my highest intuition and basically just get bouncing out of bed in the morning with a sense of purpose, you know, and responding to things resiliently. You can't control what life throws at you, but the daily practices can really help you to consider how you respond to the things that happen and it's helped me change my life and I'm sure it's going to help you too. 
So, with that said, let's jump on into the episode. So it is now officially the six weeks holidays. It means that I am responsible once again for the full-time care of my child. Fancy that, being a parent and being responsible for the care of your child. But once your kid does start going into education, you do get used to your routine. And then when it's time for holidays, you've got to sort of rejig what you used to, to accommodate, and rightly so, the little human that I've brought into this world. So I've been feeling actually super fatigued. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I think I probably have in the intro, but I sustained a spinal cord injury at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, here she goes again, says all the regular listeners. But if you are new here, I think it's quite an important um, bit of information because it's been a key part of my perspective. And one of the big things that I now experience as a result of my spinal cord injury is fatigue. Oh, my gosh fatigue like you've never known before I do really struggle with it it's like it's one of the things that you can't see and I'm sure a lot of people with chronic illnesses can attest it's something that you can't see but it has a huge impact on how you show up to the world how you present and how you're able to function so when my little one's going into nursery I've got a really nice routine once she's gone off do my meditation but for me the routine starts the minute I wake up Back in the day when I was depressed and suffering with generalised anxiety disorder, my waking thoughts were that of dread. The thoughts that I had in my head when I was falling asleep were that of dread of waking up in the morning, having to do it all over again. So I've had to slowly programme myself over the years to a more positive way of thinking. And now it's so automatic. It's quite amazing, really, when I think back to how I used to be. I wonder what your sort of first thoughts are when you wake up and what are you thinking about when you go to sleep? So now, instead of waking up in a negative frame of mind and dreading the day, the first thing I do is give thanks. The first thing I do, I like to wake up feeling a sense of gratitude, feeling grateful for the day before it's even begun with sort of an expectation that it's just going to unfold in a beautiful way. So there was a period when I was, as I say, automatically thinking negatively when I woke up. And then there goes the stage of trying to deprogram yourself from that way of thinking. And it feels so contrived at first and you're really not believing what you're saying, but you do it anyway. And for me now with my disability, I find that the mornings are probably the best part of the day when I'm feeling more energised. My pain is at its lowest point and in many ways sustaining my injury has really helped to provide me with the space to create these routines that are really serving my highest good. It's hard when you're stuck on a hamster wheel, you've got to get up, you've got to go to work, you know, you've got to earn your living and if you're a mom on top of that, you know, there's very little time for yourself. So in many ways, my injury has been a blessing for my personal development and for my spiritual development. It's really allowed me to take the time I need to just slow right down and this is the thing you know life has been constructed this way to keep us busy it serves those in power to have us busy because when you've got the time to think and connect with your creativity and connect with your spirituality you become a lot less tolerant of the systems that have been set up that you've had nothing to do with that you've had to fit into because when you're on the hamster wheel you don't have time to really think hang on a minute What's this all about? And I think in many respects, a lot of us 
because of the pandemic, had the time to sit back and question whether this existing way of life is what we really want for ourselves. This nine to five hustle and bustle, this commuter stuff, you know, is that what everybody really wants? And I know a lot of people have been, you know, there's a lot of people that have set up new businesses or set up creative projects on the side or just found more time to connect with stuff that makes them feel more whole and human rather than waking up and your waking thought being, I've got to get to here to get to there to do this, to do that, to earn my money. Do you know what I mean? So I got really used to having my little morning routine. Like I say, I'll start off with my gratitude. And then once my daughter's at nursery, I'll sit down and I'll do a meditation. Now, I used to use meditation as a tool to try and just stop my anxious brain. When I was suffering with my generalized anxiety disorder, sitting down to try to meditate was like some form of torture. At that point of time, what I was really trying to do was just stop my brain from having these thoughts. I did do another episode a few weeks back, which actually is turning out to be one of the most downloaded episodes about anxious thoughts. If you do experience anxious thoughts, it might be worth checking that one out. I'll drop the link in the show notes. So I would sit down to do this meditation and it would just be like a battle. These thoughts coming into my head and me trying to get rid of them and It wasn't really a very enjoyable experience, but I've been on a real voyage with my meditation practice and I try lots of different things. You know, it's not always just sitting in silence. Sometimes for me, it's connecting with my breath. Sometimes it's just taking a mindful moment. I used to be outdoors a lot more before my injury, but just standing next to a tree for a minute, you know, listening to the leaves rustling, watching the movement of the trees, taking a breath. Just finding little moments where you can just slow right down and and go within, really. But now I've got to a point with my meditation practice where it's almost otherworldly. If I told you some of the stories that came out of my meditations, you would probably think I was losing the plot. (laughs) But I'm at a really exciting place with my meditation now. And it really does allow me to connect to that heart-led intuition that is trying to guide me in the direction of my life's purpose so I love to carve out that space so I can really set my intention for the day I go into my meditation in my meditation I'm able to get a sense of where my focus needs to be for the day and often I come out with profound downloads so I always like to keep a little journal nearby so I can do my meditation and then I can journal out whatever's come up in that meditation for me and sometimes like yesterday I did my meditation And the thing that come up was just to honour a little bit of space for myself. Don't always feel like you have to be doing something. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to get my art set out. So yesterday, that's what I did. My meditation called for me to just connect with my creativity, do some painting. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. Literally haven't got this art set out for years. And it was beautiful. One of my friends had my daughter for a few hours. So I just sat in my window and painted which as a Virgo is a little bit annoying because I want to be really good at it (laughs) but I'm not you know I'm a total amateur but just the beauty in the mindfulness that comes with being engaged in an activity like that the brush strokes the textures building up textures building up depth within the picture adding little elements and it was a really beautiful experience So again, it's like finding moments in your day when you can connect to stuff that really just 
brings you into the present moment, whatever that might be. And I know if you're busy with work and you work in a busy nine to five, and if you're a parent on top of that, you might find it hard to find those moments in the day. It could be something as simple as like on your walk to work, just noticing what's around you in a very gentle way, rather than an anxious state of mind kind of a way where you're on a a hyper alert about what's going on around you. It's like, what more can you notice? This is one of the things that I did in my earlier days of tapping into this mindfulness and trying to disconnect from this anxious thinking brain, was just going out for walks and seeing what you see. Spring in particular is a beautiful time to go outside to be mindful when there's so much new life and new growth and new flowers and stuff coming up. It's amazing. But it's quite amazing, really, what you begin to notice. Stuff that you've been walking past day after day without even a second thought. And then all of a sudden you start to look up and you notice the lady upstairs who's got beautiful window boxes or the intricate brickwork that's detailed at the top of the house or the bird that's flying about, going about its business or the random little plant that's sprouting out of someone's roof. There's so much that you can see that just connects you into the moment. And the beauty of connecting to the present is that you're not in the future. You're not living in the past. You're not thinking about what's already been done or what's to come. Because the truth is, the present is the only real moment that exists. Everything else is an illusion until it happens. Do you know what I mean? And I think as humans, we're always thinking about what's next. Always thinking into the future. And if you're prone to depression, then a lot of the time you'll be reflecting and thinking back. So connecting with the present is a really good way to just bring more peace into your life. It allows your whole physiology just to slow down. And if you can, in that moment, start to take some deep breaths as well, just really allow yourself to decompress. Like when I think back to my days of working in corporate, when I was at the height of my anxiety and depression, you know, you've got an hour to eat some food and do whatever. And I just think, oh, there's so much I could have done to bring a little bit more peace of mind into my life at that point of time going out for more mindful walks seeing what you can notice in the area around finding somewhere quiet you can sit to just connect with your breath or listen to something that excites you and stimulates you in a positive way rather than sitting and scrolling on social media where you get drawn into this generally low vibration energy I find and even as a mom you know I know it's hard when you're sitting on the toilet and the little dictator's outside banging, banging, banging. If they're anything like my child, you can't even do a pee in peace. But it is literally just trying to find moments like that where you can just sit down and just be like, (sighs) close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. And it's implementing boundaries as well, which is really important. I know there's this whole 5am club culture as well where it's like get up at 5am and hustle and grind and like yeah I get it you get an extra couple of hours on top of your day if you're able to do that but if if you're already burnt out if you're already exhausted if you're already suffering with fatigue if you've perhaps got a little one that's not sleeping through the night this 5am club is just not realistic it's not necessarily going to help even if you can wake up Maybe just like an extra 15 minutes early, which is what I'm trying to do at the moment. Just that little bit earlier. So I've just got time to give thanks for the day. Take a few deep breaths, put my feet on the floor and just connect to the energy of the earth. Before anybody else has got any expectations for me, 
that's done. Before I start hearing, Mom, Mom, I've had that moment to just set for the day. Today's going to be a good day. So I'm at a point now with my meditations where I just like to ask questions really and see what comes through for me. I'll just ask questions in my head. So I start my meditation by grounding, have my feet on the floor, just really visualising myself connecting to the energy of the earth, allowing my imagination to sort of imagine roots coming down from my feet, connecting down into the depths of the earth. And I can almost feel that cool, damp energy that really allows me to feel grounded. And then again, imagining what it's like to connect with the energy from up above. There's a whole lot of energy out there in that infinite universe up above our heads. And like I mentioned in the last episode of the podcast, or the one prior, actually, who or what is killing your vibe. Again, I'll drop the link in the show notes. It's all energy. So visualising, just connecting with this infinite source of energy and then anchoring down into the earth to really keep yourself grounded is a really good place that I find for me to get into a beautiful deep meditation that usually brings a lot of profound wisdom. Once I've connected to the energy around me, once I've then connected back in with myself, with my breath, I just get this sort of feeling of peace wash over me which is a really beautiful place to be given where I started. I know when I very first started meditating, I used to be put off doing it, to be honest, because I couldn't hack the intensity that came with it. But it just goes to show through practice, through consistency, you can really nurture these techniques to bring the best out of you. When I'm in meditation, I like to ask questions such as, What's my purpose? And this can be a real evolving thing. You know, when I first started asking myself these questions, you get a loose idea that just seems to deepen. Each time you do it, you get more clarity, which helps you to take more clear action, which for me is a big part of the manifesting process. It's that just getting really clear about what it is you want, because then it's it's like a little domino effect then. Once you have more clarity on what your vision is, it helps you to take more measured action to move you closer to the goals that you're trying to achieve. And again, if you're noticing that there's some resistance within you, you can ask yourself, you know, what's holding me back? Now, for me, over the years of doing this practice, I've come to recognise which is my intuition, my heart-led intuition speaking, and also which is my unhelpful sort of busy brain thinking and for me when I'm connecting with myself with my higher self I seem to feel it more to the upper right hand side of my aura if that (laughs) probably sounds like um, crazy talk to some people but yeah it sort of feels very much like it's coming from up and above and to the right whereas if I'm if it's my busy brain I can feel it feels much more dense And on the left-hand side of my head, I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense to me. (laughs) But you'll have your own experiences with knowing where your intuition is coming from. Because at first it's like, oh, is this really me? Is this my intuition? Is this my busy brain? And sometimes you just need to come to familiarise yourself with where your highest wisdom is coming from. And again, asking yourself in meditation, what is possible? 
you'll see visions, visions of things for yourself that you might not even have known that that's what you want, but then you're like, yes, that is it, that is it. And the more practice, the clearer it gets. And what you might also notice is once you start to connect to that vision for yourself, your highest vision for yourself, is that you might start to notice voices of doubt that follow that. But one way that I like to work with these sort of practices is in trusting that the the message that comes through first is that of the highest self, is that of your your highest purpose compared to the afterthought, which is then your programming. So you might have this most spectacular vision of your future and you're like, wow, yeah, this is amazing. And then shortly after that, it's followed up with some negative self-talk or voices of doubt and old programming that's telling you why that can't be possible. But then what I like to do is if stuff like that comes up, is I find it really handy to always have my journal right next to me when I'm doing any sort of meditation. So then when you can come out when you come out of your meditation, you can start to decode it a bit. And if you have had these voices of doubt that have stepped up, you can really drill into those and get to the bottom of where they stem from. And the minute you realise that it's not a truth, it's an outdated thinking pattern or it's a defence mechanism that's that was set up in the past to keep you safe, but it no longer serves you. Or it might be the voices of someone else, a teacher that told you, you know, good, or a toxic parent that has killed your confidence, or one of the many other critical voices that you've heard at some point in the past. Once you start to journal and dig into that and recognise that it's not you, you can essentially declutter these thought processes that have been holding you back to a point where they no longer become obstacles from you attaining your true potential. When I was working in banking, they'd come up with these, or they'd start implementing these initiatives and ideas based around business thinking. So they'd be like, clear blue thinking and all these other business jargons that would pop up. One of the things that they introduced was this five whys. So that's basically drilling down into a problem, but asking why five times to help you get to the to the crux of what the issue is. And that's actually something that I find really helpful in my self-reflection work. If I get something that crops up, which is like a limiting belief or something that's saying, you know, something that's negative, something that's giving me a reason why I can't do something that is just an outdated thinking pattern of the past. Just ask yourself, drill down into it. Why? 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 why and that will help you get to the core of what it is and then you can usually just dispel it as some old outdated pattern that is just no longer serving you but I mean you know don't stop at five if you feel like you need to dig deeper go in as deep as you need to but the point is it's like it's questioning what is that about what is that about now I've always been really curious and I remember at school someone saying to me curiosity killed the cat and just being like, yeah, but information brought it back. I've always had a curious mind, which has led me to where I've got to now, really, and just sort of challenging my own behaviours and my own ways of being and realising that actually it is possible to transform your thinking. It is possible to transform your way of being through this inner curiosity, you know. Be curious, challenge yourself, question yourself. Sometimes you're going to have to come face to face with things that you you know, you don't want to see or you don't want to have to admit to. And those are the ones where you're like, no, 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 that's not the case. But actually, when you notice your defence is coming up, drill into that a little bit, see what it's about. 
the way I like to see it is like you're going on a, an expedition into your inner world and you've got a flashlight and it's up to you to shine this light around this whole inner world that you've created for yourself through your upbringing, through your life experience, your parenting, where you grew up, all these things that have set about all these patterns. Now you go in with your flashlight and you're shining a light onto these really dark parts that have been tucked away that you weren't even aware of. And this is like the conscious and the subconscious now. So one of the ways they depict the subconscious and the conscious mind is through using an image of an iceberg. So if you imagine a small portion of the iceberg above the ocean, I think it's like 5% of that is your conscious mind. 95% of what goes on in your mind goes on in your subconscious mind. So that's the the big portion now that sits below the ocean that you can't see from the surface unless you put on your diving gear and you go down and you explore what's down there. Once you've started to shine a light on some of these unconscious processes, these subconscious processes, you can start to see what's real and what's not, essentially. Because the stuff that you will have made very real in your head off the back of your past experiences, that actually just isn't the case. So, for example, like with my anxiety, it was this constant feeling of not being safe, which stemmed from when my boyfriend died very suddenly. The shock waves that that sent through my body left me feeling like life was not a safe place for me. So then my mind went about creating these rules to try and keep me safe. But actually, it just ended up keeping me prisoner because I was totally unconscious of these rules that had been set up and it meant that I was living in a very restricted way. Like it was unsafe for me to go outside the house. It wasn't safe for me to go to the shop. Life was filled with all these potential dangers that my subconscious mind was creating all these ways to try and stop me from facing these potential dangers, which then ended up resulting in me basically living in isolation with agoraphobia, too afraid to leave the house. So once you've got your flashlight on and you're having a dive around this iceberg and you can see these programmings that are possibly keeping you stuck it's like when you bring light to it it helps it to disappear once you shine light onto the dark the dark ceases to exist bringing something into your awareness allows you to do something about it which is why connecting with your future vision connecting with your highest purpose once you've got that in your mind's eye it allows you to set about going to achieve it because I lived for so long not knowing what I wanted to do, unsure about where I was going. But now I've done this deep work, this personal work. I've been shining this flashlight around my internal world now for a decade. So I've been able to bring a lot of light to some serious darkness, which has helped me to transform my life and helped me to get really clear about where I'm going and what it is that I want to do. And it's still an evolving journey. That's the thing about this work. We're constantly going through ex experiences that change our perspectives on things. So the work is continuous, which is why it's really important to have these daily practices that you can run every day, just like a checklist. It's like a, a health checklist on your internal world, basically. What's going on? What's holding me back? What can I do can pro to progress myself to the future that I know that I want and I deserve? But also, you know, let's be honest we're humans. I'm not perfect. I'm absolutely not perfect. And I'm, 
I'm sure you can probably relate to that. We start off with good intentions and good habits, which then slide. But the work is being aware. It's being mindful of when you let things slide, knowing when it starts to feel like things aren't so good again and pulling it back in and bringing it back into the daily practice. Some of the things that you do will just become second nature to you. For me, like waking up in gratitude every day, that's become a second nature practice. Journaling, it's not something that I do every single day because I like to have the headspace um, to be able to do that. But it is the first thing that I will pull back in if I start to feel as though my energy's feeling a little bit dark or I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed or lacking clarity. Journaling is always the first thing that I'll be like, right, let's thrash this out. When I'm going through good periods, I'll be journaling every day after my meditation. But we're human, aren't we? So the last thing we need to be doing is adding any weight of judgment onto us for not doing the work on a daily basis. Just know that the tools are there and you will most definitely feel the benefits from applying them. I'm not sitting here on the train to Smugville like, yes, I've got my daily practices down and I do them every single day. No, I don't. I'm a mother. I'm a disabled mother. I'm a woman. I'm a human. I'm flawed, but I know what I need to do to bring around feelings of peace and connectivity if I start to go on a little bit of a slippery slope into feeling not so good. Whereas before, I didn't have the skills or the tools. For me, it's just a toolbox. It's like a first aid kit for your mental well-being. I'm wondering, do you have a daily practice? Are there things that you do regularly that help you to get grounded? Do you have ways of questioning some of these negative voices that you might get in your head or these outdated patterns? Do you have ways of questioning yourself when you feel as though you're stuck? None of this stuff is rocket science. It's just about being willing to go to places that are uncomfortable and willing to be consistent in the pursuit of giving yourself the life you deserve. Inner peace is priceless and you deserve it, sis. You deserve it. I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. It would be great to hear from you about what some of your practices are. Please hit us up on the socials. You can hit me up at zoe.e.fox on Instagram. Or you can email me at zoe at thecurlsquad.com. You can slide into the DMs at the Curl Squad on Instagram too. Come and find us on TikTok. If you are at a point of your life where you are looking for more accountability, I am working one-to-one with women now to help them to get unstuck and to move into a place that just feels more authentic, more purposeful, waking up feeling more joyful, more connected, And just cutting ties with the past because we know the future that we all deserve is waiting for us. If you're at the point where you're ready to do the work, I am here, I'm ready and I'm waiting to assist. You can book a call with me. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Book in a 45 minute slot on Calendly and we can have a little chat. And I'd love to be able to give you a few tips on what you can do to help you move forward in your life. And if we're a good fit, it would be amazing to do some ongoing one-to-one stuff. But wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I just want to hear, like, in six months' time, that you're in a better place than you are now. And whether you do that with me or you've got the self-discipline to work through it yourself, by any means necessary. If you did find any benefit in the episode, if it nourished you in any way, 
and you would like to leave a tip, I always appreciate that. You can do that on the buy me a coffee link. That's buy me a coffee forward slash curl squad. If you are a supporter of the podcast and you're wondering about ways that you can support, you know, I truly appreciate reviews. It really means the world to me. And it also helps people who are considering listening to the podcast to get an essence of what it's all about. Some people might be confused by the title thinking it's all about hair. So your reviews are super powerful testimonials to let people know just what they can expect from the episodes. You can review on Apple with a five star rating and a comment. You can give a five star rating, (laughs) four or five star rating on Spotify. And you can also rate and review on Good Pods as well. So thank you, my friend. I am sending love and blessings for the week ahead. I hope you find some inner peace this week. Sending you big love. Peace out and I'll catch you next week.